Hi, James. Ben, how are you? Uh relieved yet concerned relieved and um, concerned yeah uh so i mean i i've had a uh um i have a very um like if i if i have something or if i write something or i do something that um either one i'm not sure about or two that i think is getting toy taken the wrong way like it's very upsetting to me yeah i i hear you on that so, uh, and that's happened, has it? <laughs> well, it's been, yeah. So, so obviously, so in case you missed it, um, I put a piece up yesterday saying what I got wrong about the watch and, um, and, uh, of course now I think like the whole thing's back backslashed and, or backlashed in the entire opposite direction. But, uh, basically, uh, it really, two things happened. One, like I thought the Apple presentation was poor. I still think it was poor. I agree. Um, I don't think they said why. And, and that was the whole point of like my original article. Like I, I was, it was totally focused on that. And I actually 100% stand by, um, the article that I wrote after the watch presentation. Like if you go back and read it, like it's very even handed. It, it says the watch may or may not be good. Demos were a little weird, but the whole thing I focused on was the lack of why. Mm. Um, after that, we then recorded a podcast and we got very, um, we started on that. And then especially in the after hour segment, we got very, you know, excited about it. We went to um, town, Ben. We, we did. We did. And, uh, and it, basically all the stuff that I said there, I, I definitely believed then, but I, it, there's a reason I didn't put that in the article is because I, I wasn't sure I hadn't made up my mind. And specifically about stuff like the app store and the SDK, like I was hesitant about that. It didn't seem right, but I, w- I wasn't going to like come out and say like, that's the only thing I should do. Anyhow, we sit in the podcast and I wrote another, then I wrote an article that Tim Cook should have said, put it on the website along mm. with the podcast. Yeah. Um, I thought that was and, great by the way. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, well, let's, let's, let's do that for a second. The, the but somehow through all this, like, like, and this would always show up my mentions in Twitter and all sorts of stuff, the place like, uh, I became like the, like, oh yeah, we should read this article about why the watch is a bad idea or, oh, well, have you seen this? Blah, blah, blah. Or people writing articles, defending the watch and like taking me on. And basically they're taking me on not when, when my whole issue and problem was the way it was presented. And I was frustrated because I I've said consistently all along that I'm a believer in, in the category. I'm very excited about the watch. I think it's going to be more successful than people think. Um, and even from the, the very beginning, like, oh, you're hedging, hedging. No, I'm not hedging. That's actually what I believe. And um, anyhow, so just in general, I found that that whole thing very, very frustrating. Kind yeah. Of- so, so this is interesting to me because, like, I agree with you about the why in the presentation. But the thing is, this is a this is the introduction of of like the big new thing that Apple is releasing. And how many times in the history of Apple have they introduced a product in an entirely new product category? And I can't help come to any conclusion other than the fact they don't have a good why for the product as to why there wasn't a good why in the presentation. Well, let's, let's leave that for a moment and just, if you don't mind and, and, agree that we both are disappointed in the presentation itself. Um, and then let's circle back on, on what maybe they were thinking if, if that's okay with you. Okay, let's do it. All right. So anyhow, um, uh, so there, there was, there's basically three things going on here. Number one, I didn't like that Tim Cook didn't say why. 
Number two, I didn't like the demo because I thought they were demoing things that were better done on a smartphone. Understand that. Like we, as we talked about, they should embrace the fact that the smartphone's a necessity. Yeah, totally. And then number three was the whole inclusion of an SDK and third-party apps. Though, and like those were, for me anyway, I'll let you speak for yourself. For me anyway, those were decreasing orders of concern. I was very concerned about the lack of why. I was also concerned about the demo primarily in that it seemed to support the lack of a why. And then kind of a distant third was like, well, why are they doing SDK? It seems too complex. Why don't they like get, do a V1 first and then and then iterate? But that was, but but somehow that one in particular became the big focus of everyone like, the, like oh, this is what Ben's saying, whatever. When actually that was that was more of a third order concern. I was much yeah, more concerned about the why thing. And I agree with those. I agree with those. I, I would, again, stretch it back into like, it's representative of something else. But yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. All right, cool. So, um, the one thing that did kind of bug me all along, and I wrote this in, in my in the most recent article, was thinking back to basically our whole our, our whole. I'll speaking to speak for yourself, but I think we we're on the same page that yeah. Why not introduce the iPod first? The iPod, which which I said made this point very strenuously last week. The iPod presumed the presence of the computer, and that let it offload a lot of complexity and and yeah. be a much simpler sort of thing. Um. All along, I've been a little concerned about that I was being the Tony Fidel to Scott Forstall. And what I mean by that is when when they're thinking about what to build for the for what was going to be the iPhone, there was two options. One was to basically add a phone to the iPod, um, and the other one was to was to shrink down a Mac into a phone form factor. Absolutely. And uh, and there was a lot of people that the the, the prevailing consensus before the iPhone was that it would be much more of an iPod that became a phone when actually it was a Mac that became a phone and obviously was the better decision. Um, not only was it a great decision, but it was like shocking. Like Apple said they were five years ahead of everyone. And if you go back and you know hear about the reaction of people at BlackBerry or, or Nokia or whatever, like they they – they literally did not believe it. Like they accused Apple of lying basically (laughs) because like it didn't seem possible that they were doing what they were doing. And in retrospect, one, it obviously was possible Two, the original iPhone was, you know, only had two G like it was pretty limited. Um, Mm. Didn't have an app store sort of stuff, but three, it was so clearly like to, to have, to have made a, a, a better iPod um, would have constrained the potential market so much more than like going for it all. I I can't help but wonder though whether you're setting up a bit of a straw man though here because like this isn't this isn't a case when developing the watch that they were choosing between two different they were choosing between two they they like had an iPod or an iPhone from which they could choose from. It it feels like this was a clean slate. And what concerns me, and I mean, we again, we, we talked about this a few weeks back. Like I was in that airport in Miami and I needed a hotel room and I pulled out my Nokia and I was like, gosh, I wish I had a computer in my pocket that had a browser. Like it doesn't need to be as good as the computer, but anything's got to be better than this Nokia browser. And then I later on said, you know what? Like I'm really looking forward to the introduction of this new Apple Watch because like that's when Apple gets things right. They're integrated. They're able to put the hardware and software together in a way that no one else can. It gives them an order of magnitude greater freedom to move things around as they need to to solve the why. And I still haven't heard a clear articulation of the why. Now, I went and read Gruber's article that that you linked to and it's like, 
the the he's confident about it because a he thinks there's stuff that ha- that isn't that hasn't been announced yet, and b because it's so powerful. Now the second thing first, like power is only useful if it's if it's being brought to bear in support of something. Like you don't need more power for the sake of power. And the first the first point is like there's that the argument is well they're going to release a whole lot of cool new stuff, a whole lot of cool new functionality later on when it gets closer to launch. Well, I mean, a that it feels like there's already been too much functionality released in the first place. But B, if they're not ready to announce the functionality, why even do the launch now in the first place? Why not ready until you're at the point where you can create a compelling case for why this device needs to exist right now? And I'm still yet to hear it. So you you just unloaded a bunch of stuff. So I want to make sure I respond to it all. I think... um, so to go back to your first point, uh, the I setting up a straw man, um, I don't think so because I think you just articulated and we articulated last week one of the options, which is which is to release a product that is accompanies the phone and that is simple and focused and does not have too much functionality, um, but very clearly delivers, you know, a specific a specific use case. Um, is that, is that, is that a fair, is that a fair way to put at yeah, least my position? I, or I, I mean, I was, I was trying, I was thinking about it more in terms of like, you're building a product off the basis of an existing product. So the iPhone could have, the iPhone sits squarely, could have sat squarely between the iPod and the Mac. And like, there were two competing, there were two competing points of view as to whether you grow the iPod up or you grow the Mac down. But when you when you're in the business of a watch, like is it is it really the case that you take the lead from the iPhone team and say, well, you develop the OS for the watch, and you take the lead for the iPod team and you say you develop the the OS for the watch, and you set them against each other like Jobs did. Um, uh, Jobs did with the eye. It doesn't feel like that was the choice that happened with the watch. No, there. The, but the, I, I think there was, and the choice was this: was number one, do we do we create something that that assumes the presence of a phone, which was what I very clearly said they should have done last week. But that's um, what they did do last week because they, they like they buried the lead a little bit. But I like was clearly waiting until Lynch said, and Lynch was the first one to mention it. I think, I, I think, but someone mentioned it. It's like, oh yeah, this doesn't work unless you've got it tethered to a phone. Yeah. Uh, um, to finish my point, sorry. Uh, one is to, but the one is to presume the presence of the phone and to design around that, and the second is to presume there is not a phone and to design around that. Now, for technical and battery, primarily battery reasons, they there must be a phone. But I think what's interesting here and what has happened is instead of what we articulated, which is let's assume the phone is there and make all the decisions with that presumption, they actually went the opposite direction and said, let's presume the phone is not there. Yes, it will be there now, but in the very near future, as soon as we can manage, it's not going to be there. And let's start with that assumption. That's what I think actually happened. And and if you think about all the different, all the demo, all the different functionality, that was the thing, the SDK, it, it all clearly rests on the assumption that in the long run, the phone 
we can't assume that the phone will be there. Yeah, and I I think that's fine. And I definitely think that's the direction that it ends up going. But that's not the point they're in right now. And there's there's a term we have in Australia, one foot either side of a barbed wire fence. That they you use the phone, you use the watch and you rely on the phone, but you design the phone like the you've designed the watch, sorry, like the phone isn't there. And it makes no like it's giving me cognitive dissonance. Well, like, you're giving me cognitive dis- dissonance because you just said five minutes ago that when you design a new product, you have a queen slate and you're not bound by any limitation. And basically what you're what you're saying and what I said, to be very clear, like I'm contradicting hmm. myself from a week ago, what you, what but I'm attributed all to you from now on. Just make it e- no, just <laughs> to make just, just make it easier. Um, what you're saying is that they should have with a clean slate started out with a design constraint that they know will be gone in two years. Yes. And basically, and, and no, that's what I said as well. And basically, if you go back and, and you and you think about what I what I what I Propose what, what, what you, I'm going to say to you. What you proposed is that there should be the iPod stage first, and then there should be the iPhone stage. But remember, the, the iPod didn't transmorgify into the iPhone. Like they, they, they were always two separate product lines. And the problem with what was being proposed is that by again by you, but by me last week was that it basically proposed, oh, we should start out with the watch as an iPod. And then somehow magically transform it into an iPhone type thing when the technology is ready. The problem is you're you're you're, you're going to end up with a product that is handicapped by assumptions that were made in the past that are no longer applicable. And and again, I, just before we get to be- no, like that's like saying people won't get the fact that you add an app store to the phone later on. It, it's it's you can you can change the mental model. I, I think I think once people have this thing in their hot little hands, they'll be much more receptive, and and they get used to it. And people start clamoring in the same way they clamored with the iPhone. Please put an app store on this. Like I want third party apps. I don't just want the websites to be saved to the home screen. You can ch- you can evolve the product, and once people use it, they'll understand the evolutions. But the starting point, when people don't have a mental model for how these things work, decisions like the decision to you have a watch that requires a phone to work but is designed as if the phone is not there is exactly the kind of thing that, com- that that's the kind of thing that confuses the hell out of people when they haven't used this kind of product before. I, I think everything's a trade-off and I think you're way oversimplified. Like to say that the iPhone shifting to adding an app store was a sudden change in type, I think is, that's not true at all. The, the iPhone, that what you're, what I'm talking, the problem I'm talking about is when the iPod added apps, which it did. It added, you could play like games on it and crap like that. And it was, and it was, it was a mess. One, obviously the interface wasn't there, but also just like the whole way of getting them, getting them through iTunes, then load it. And they were buried in a menu. There's all this sort of thing. It was very much an add-on to a fully conceived project. Whereas when it came to the iPhone, all the all the parts were in place. The frameworks were in place. The SDK was in place. It was being used internally at Apple. All the pieces were there. It was. It was then just. It was then just exposing it. And I think that there, the the two visions that that are were possible for a watch was one that it that every design choice be made with the assumption that the phone is there, or mm-hmm. two make assumptions make design choices with the assumption the phone is not there. And, right. and, 
And which have they done? They've done the the second one, presuming that the phone is not there. And if you think like- but The phone is there. And they, st- they state that in the keynote. You need a phone to use that. And then you make a design of the phone- that 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 assumes the phone isn't there, but Look, it's only going to be there for a couple of years. What? what, what so saying? so here's the thing, though. Like we've said so many times that one of the wonderful things about Apple is it's patient. Why not wait two years? If you need two years to get this right, why not wait two years and release it then and get this right and not make these confusing like. Like, how long did they sit on OS 10 on Intel? How long do you think they had all the technology in the lab going for the iPhone? Like, they they have this history of being patient until the time is exactly right. If what you're saying is true, then again, it suggests something has changed. It's a decision that wouldn't have been made in the past. No, I that no, I I don't think that's true. The iPhone. The iPhone was launched when it was barely possible to launch. It was at the very edge of possibility from a hardware perspective and from from, from what was inside of a sort of perspective. And it launched without an app store and it launched without 3G. Like they're launching an internet communicator without 3G. What a joke. Like, and, and when it comes to the phone being a part of the watch, it is a passive connection. Like that, that, in fact, that's the whole thing that bugged me about it was that it wasn't like an actively, it wasn't an actively promoted sort of thing that, that you, you work, they work together, that sort of thing. It was very, like the whole thing is it's there. It's, it seamlessly connects, provides radio functionality, but outside of that, it's, it's, it's very much, much more of a a passive sort of relationship. So I think that's why they didn't demo the whole working together because the assumption is in the long run, it won't be there now. The reason why I think this is interesting, and this is this is where I think the fundamental question comes in, and the why, and all this sort of stuff. Well, there's two things. So, from a long-term perspective on technology, uh, I understand and appreciate people that think that the phone is is the end, kind of. And obviously, no one thinks it's the end forever, but that it's the end for a very long time. That. It's the right size. It's the right form factor. It's portable enough, but yet functional enough that it is kind of the ultimate computing device. And I, I that's that's possible. And I think if that's your perspective, then it's even more a reason to advocate that the watch be more more of an, an iPod sort of thing. However, there's another perspective, which is, and this is one that I have and that I've espoused um, on Stratechery for a long time. Uh, most most clearly about six months ago in Digital Hub 2.0, when I basically said the watch will be Digital Hub 3.0 in, in the long run, is that the the center, the nexus of our e- computing existence is will continue to get smaller and will continue to get more like more and more portable. And and so I do believe, and I've always believed this, and this is why I'm bullish on the category as a whole. Like this isn't a new sort of thing in response to the watch. I've said this for a hmm. long time. I believe that in the very long run that the watch is the center and the phone is to the watch as our PCs are to our phones. Yes, I agree with that. So um, so given that, so now when I wrote that back in March, I said, uh, now clearly this future is several years away. And, and that's been my operating assumption that the... The hardware just isn't ready yet. The, the 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 power isn't there yet to do this on a watch, and what and and the th- and what's we have to admit might be possible is we might be looking at this watch the same way BlackBerry executives looked at the iPhone, 
They looked at it and said, that can't be possible. But what are we saying? What are we saying isn't possible? I don't understand. The to to have the uh, depth of functionality and power and interface and all the sort of stuff combined with good enough battery life and let's park battery life. So I, I want to talk about it in, in, in a second. That fits on a wrist. Like what Apple is basically like. My problem. Our complaint wasn't the depth of functionality. Um, was was so the the complaint was that the depth of functionality was too great. It's, unless you can do it, like what? Do what, what? What if you said, like, what should the response to the iPhone have been? The depth of the functionality is too great. No, obviously, like, basically, do you think that what Apple? Um, if you sat here and said the depth of functionality for the for the iPhone is too great in 2007, like in in retrospect, you you'd be an idiot. Like, I know, but everyone was complaining about the iPhone not doing enough. It wasn't that the iPhone is oh my gosh, this is so powerful. No, like, that's exactly wrong. People couldn't believe everything the iPhone. No, could do. so Nokia and Rim couldn't believe. My my recollection was that this thing was like you know it's two G. The battery life is terrible. All these things there were. It was complaints about it. it no, was, the iPhone. Yeah, the browser and the email was fantastic. You're creating history to support your point. The I iPhone. Am, the iPhone was the was really the only Apple product. Product that was basically universally acclaimed when it came out. People could not believe everything it could do. Like people's people's minds were blown, and pe- and it was the old telecom or the old car- or the phone manufacturers people were like didn't thought it wasn't possible. As opposed to like the iPad, which is not didn't do enough, or other products like that. Okay, I'm. All right, so maybe I am recreating history in my mind, but let's let's agree to disagree on this one and park it and keep going. Okay, so grant me that, and I'll, I, I will. We can talk about it again okay. later on. Um, my what I'm saying here is, so just speaking for myself, yeah. Um, I believe in the long run that the center of our computing will move to our wrist. Uh, and then to I, perhaps I'm even more you. possible things. I I did not believe, and perhaps part of me still does not believe, that that's possible in 2015. Like I've stated many times, I think it's about 2020. I th- I've actually put a date on it okay. that I think this will happen in 20. In Got it. 2020. Like, remember I talked about the different epochs yeah. of computing. I think they go on like seven to 14 years, all this sort of stuff. So uh-huh. like it's always been in my head that we will get there then. And there will be this kind of intervening time, like the iPad period, where like we we develop the technology, sure. but then we get there. Um, but w- what if? So two. Wait, 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 so what if the watch is like the iPhone five years ahead? Like, you mean like the iPhone released uh, in two thousand seven? In two thousand seven, Steve Jobs yeah. said, "This is five years ahead of our competitors." And if you go back and look, like it really was about five years ahead. Like it was around two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, where Android became um, good enough, as it were, as, as a competitor. Um, and and what if the watch is similar? Like what if Apple? And you think about the stuff that Apple is just killing right now on the processor, on the system, on a chip. Like all, lots of stuff. Like they delivered that sixty four bit A seven last year, and everyone's like, "Holy crap, that shouldn't be out for two years." But, what are but, they doing? Well, like what if? What if they are actually so far ahead that they can deliver what I already do think is the future, but they can deliver it early. 
So far ahead in service of what? So yes, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to grant you that this thing could be so technically sophisticated that, from a hardware and speed perspective, no one's fight within five years of catching up. So what? Okay. So so what? So I'm gonna I'm gonna approach that now in in a in a different way. Okay. So the big challenge for wearable is why is like what's what's the point and um and i think apple absolutely could have delivered a um a device that did notifications in a really smart way that had the basically exactly what i proposed had the cool map functionality had the sort of stuff that w- helps it work in concert with the phone um the the problem is is Who's going, what you're offering, the Delta, the Delta isn't that great over the phone. Like, who's going to buy that? Like, I've talked about this in the context of payments, for example. Why is it so hard to get a new payment system up and started in the U.S. in particular? It's because the Delta over credit cards has never been big enough to deal with all, like, getting everyone on board, getting merchants on board, all that sort of stuff. That's why That's why it's so hard, whereas in other countries, other countries are way ahead in payment systems. Why? Because they, they didn't have widespread credit card adoption. And the delta between cash and touch cards, for example, or, or cart or, like, you know, NFC card, or whatever it might be, was so much greater that it made it, it made the difficulty of going through the adoption cycle much more. Does that make sense? Yes. So the delta, the delta over what is good enough, has to overcome the hassle or the cost or whatever of buying a new thing. In the case of a watch, you have to be willing to wear it. You have to be willing to be able to pay a lot of money for it. You have to be willing to charge it every night. You have to be willing. You have to. There's a lot that's being asked of you. Yes. To for a watch, which means any product that only has a small delta over what you have right now is going to fail. Okay. What I and think, so- what, what what I what I think was the biggest problem with my proposal last week, and this is like I put the tweet in my article that really made me thinking about this, um, is what I proposed would be great. I would buy it, but it's very hard to see it being bought in a in meaningful volume over over the long run uh, when it it's not really offering that much more. It might Why? be that it might be that much more. Why? I just said right. you, you, yeah, but- you, you, you. Why are you going to spend hundreds of dollars? Why are you going to wear something on your wrist when you don't wear something on your wrist now? Which the vast majority of people don't, particularly young people. Why are you going to charge it every night? Why are you going to go through all this hassle when it's only offering you a little bit of benefit? Okay, so you're so, going. So, so you're making the case it's now offering lots of benefit because it's so, not so, tethered so, to no, the Hear phone. me out. Hear me out. Okay, you're, you're, sorry. Don't put words in my mouth. So basically, what I'm saying is the vision that I articulated in the article, like how Tim Cook should have introduced the iWatch, all that sort of stuff. Oh. That would have been a that would have been appropriate for a small market, mm-hmm. for a niche market, and. It would have been. A, it's a market that's been filled to varying degrees of success by things like the Fitbit and the, and the Nike. And I think Apple could have done something better and more appealing than those. But I think it would have been gated by the fundamental limitations that are there on a watch. Now, think about how people. Um, so I'm going to pause there a second. Now think about how people do with their phones now. What do people do with their phones now? They 
charge them every day, sometimes in the middle of the day because the batteries suck. Um, they pay hundreds of dollars multiple times a year. They pay uh, hundreds of dollars every month for, for data services in places like the U.S. anyway. They uh, they break, they're problematic. Like there, There's all these unbelievable hassles that people put up their phones that were not problems with phones in 2006. Phones 2006 had batteries that lasted forever. Phones 2006 were very indestructible. Like I've had, an, I used to have Nokia too. I've dropped it five gazillion times, never broke. <laughs> uh, they, they were much cheaper. Um, carrier service was way less. Why do people put up with such a worse, ex- like phones today are crap. Why do people bother? Because they don't use the phones that t- today's phone for the same thing that they used yesterday's phone. For. They there's so much more that you can do with a phone day. Like the delta in functionality is so vast compared to what came before that people will put up with all kinds of crap to get it. Right. I suspect that what the what the way Apple is approaching the watch differently, and I'm not saying it's going to succeed, but I suspect what they're thinking was was that the only way this category is going to succeed is if the, what you get for putting up with nightly charging for putting up with paying hundreds of dollars every few years for wearing something on your wrist when you haven't worn anything previously, what you get for that is so fantastic and is so, and is so wonderful that you'll put up with all that other stuff to wear it. And the only way, and I suspect stepping on the only way to get that sort of fun for sort of, amazing functionality where you're put up with all this sort of stuff is to have the apps is to have, to be able to do everything on the phone is to let you know, you can step out of the house without the six plus in your pocket. You can run to the store or whatever, and you're taken care of. You're going to have everything there that you need. Now, obviously not all parts of it are there. It doesn't have three G yet. AKA doesn't have a cellular radio yet, but all the pieces are there for that to be the reality. So that when the cellular radar does does arrive when it is completely standalone. There will be the whole Apple app ecosystem will be there. The entire expectations will be there. The user interface will be there, and it can fully like bloom the way the iPhone fully bloomed a couple of years later. Like, uh, I, 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 yes, I mean, sure, but like, it's not the massive functionality that convinces someone to buy a product. Like, it's it's. It's it's like the things that they say no to are what make the company great, and they haven't said no to anything. I I, I imagine you're describing this future state where this watch stands alone and is the hub of everything, and I I agree with that. But but my mum and your mum and our, our parents, whoever who who don't pay anywhere near as much attention to technology as we do are going to walk into an Apple store and they're going to, Oh, this looks, this looks interesting. And like, like the the point in the conversation is going to come up. It's like, Oh, uh, by the way, you need to have an iPhone for this to work. And that is going to shape how they think about that device. That is not a standalone device from here on forth for the masses that becomes the hub, a standalone device. It's something that, Oh, this is, this is something that like at that point, it's just something to support the iPhone. Now, given that's the decision they've made to ship at this point, they should have made it really great at supporting the iPhone. And if they weren't at the point where it was ready to be the standalone thing that you're describing in the future, I think they should have waited. Well, I mean, the would you agree that, um, well, the evidence suggests that for 
a lot of people in the world, particularly in the developing world, the only computer they will ever have is a smartphone. Yeah. Um, so would you suggest that the smartphone should not have shipped until it could stand alone from a computer? No, that's because not I don't what think, I'm saying. But I, I don't need my, this. I don't need the smartphone on. Like I could have. I needed to sync the smartphone the first time. So that's different. Like what? No, you need. You need to. You. I mean, you. You could charge without. But if you wanted to upload anything, if you wanted to update your apps, if you want to do any, like if you want to do all kinds of stuff. Actually, there were no apps that being. If you wanted to right. update the phone, if you want to do all this sort of stuff, you needed to connect it to. But I didn't need. To, yeah, sure. Like once every week, I'm. I know plenty of people who had an original iPhone that very rarely ended up connecting it to a computer. They just used it as a standalone phone. You can't use the watch like that. When a when the when the iPhone launched, it's it launched its target market was people who had a computer. Today, that's no longer a requirement. Anyone anyone can get an iPhone or any other smartphone for that matter. And in a lot of parts of the world, an Android phone in particular is people's only computing device. Mm-hmm. You're it, conflating it follows, the target. It follows on that that today. The target market is anyone with an iPhone. Okay, so but you're conflating the target market with the requirement for the device to operate. They're different things. The iPhone, yes, it was a targeted at people who had a computer. And yes, the first time you wanted it to work, you had to plug it into a computer. But you could happily then take it away and use it for a majority of the functionality that people purchased the phone for without plugging it into the computer. That is not true for the watch. The whole, yes, that, that's true. But that's because your computer was sitting on your desk. The reality is, is the vast majority, if not all the people who are going to buy a watch are currently carrying a phone with them everywhere. So okay. like you're not it's not like you're asking people to make some sort of great sacrifice or change in their life to 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 utilize the watch. Like and as it is the watch by all counts is going to have significant functionality apart from the phone like if you go on a run or if you go run out the right. door without but, it. But I mean isn't but, that no, my po- but no, isn't that my point? Sorry. Go no, sorry. Go ahead. You you you're basically saying um like everyone already has a phone with them. So it's right. not any particular burden that like it, it's not ideal. I'm not like defending saying that it ought to be like this forever, but it's not a particular burden to that the phone be present that it, so that it have full functionality because every, the phone is already present the vast majority of the time. Now yeah. the the times so so why do they have photos on the watch if we've already acknowledged the phone is present? Then why not just focus the watch at the start on the things that the phone doesn't do well because the phone's already in the pocket. I like. I'm not going to defend the photos demo because I think it was stupid. Um, it would. But there been- are all those decisions. That's just representative of 64 icons. It's representative of the decisions. The lack of the reason why. Like either build it for the phone not being present or build it for the phone being present. They yeah. are like they have. I I just like this is what's killing me. They have made neither decision. Can someone make a testy Allworth? Because you're not even listening to my arguments. I you're am listening to your argument. I am totally listening to your argument. You're saying that the the phone is present anyway, so it's no big deal to to like require the presence of the phone. But if that's true, then why not design the watch, the actual functionality of the watch, with that assumption in place as well? Because that assumption is going away. It's well, go- so and why I not wait? It's going away sooner than we than we suspect. Then why not wait? 
because every like it can do a great majority of what it needs to do now. Like you're you're you're, but you're confusing people. Like no. like I said, my mom will go into the store and she will ask about it, and they will say, "Oh, I'm sorry, this only works with the phone." And they will think, "Well, the only reason that you would buy this watch is to support the phone." It's going to confuse people. They don't have a good mental model for how it works. No, I think you're. I'm going to use my favorite word. You're over indexing on this point. The, the, <laughs> where the watch, the reason why the watch is compelling is the watch can be a part of our life, uh, basically a hundred percent of the time and in a very unobtrusive and like, I think very intimate sort of way. Like I, I'm particularly excited about the Taptic engine and like having like little, those bumps on your wrist, basically, t- you know, give you a heads up about stuff. I'm very excited about having something that I can be notified about something without being pulled away from my family. The promise of the watch is that is that it can, it, it can be the most personal device that's with you that's with you all the time as opposed to a phone which is with you most of the time. Fair? Uh, uh well, I mean, I can't under, I can't think of any scenarios where I would like have the only scenario I can think of is like the the like I mean, I'd have the phone and the watch with me all the time. Like, I don't, I can't think of many scenarios where I would have the ha, have the watch but not have the phone, unless I'd forgotten the phone. Like, the the one thing that comes to mind so, that could so have the, happened I was thought, the pool. I thought you said before that you believe in the future that, like, the. No, and this is a legitimate disagreement. Like I said, there's very, there's very two, there's two very. Yeah, in the future, I don't think we're in the same way. We don't need to carry a computer around with us all the time because we have phones. I think in the future, when these these watches come, become good enough, we're not going to need to carry our phones around. But I most definitely think, based on what was released and the fact that the functionality is required for half the fun, well, all the function, most of the functionality, you still need the phone in the pocket. There isn't a state of the world where I'm going to have the watch but not have the phone. I yes, for the next couple of years, but in the long run. Just in the long run, I believe, and again, this is a reasonable thing to disagree with, but Mm. I believe that in the long run, the only device that we will for sure have with us all the time will be, will be the watch. I agree. And I actually think the, the, the iPhone six plus is a move in this direction where it's better for everything, but for portability, but portability is actually less of a priority. If you have another device that is uber portable. That's way yes. more portable than any phone could ever be. In the long run, you're going to have a less portable phone that's with you a lot of the time and a watch is with you all the time. It's uber portable. It's number one design constraint is portability. Whereas I think the portability as a design constraint on the phone will actually go away a little bit because you have this more portable device. I, I entirely agree. I entirely agree. Okay. I, okay. So given that, uh-huh. given that, I would hope that said watch that's with you all the time is designed such that is designed such that it is fully functional and doesn't presume the presence of a phone. Fair enough. Like I know the point you want to make, but is that in the future? Yes. You're talking in, about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. Okay. I point number three, I believe that to, I now believe, and this is where I've I, this is where I've changed. I now believe that to make design decisions with the very like fundamental nature of the watch that presume the phone is there, which is what I advocated last week, would actually in the long run handicap the platform. 
given that those constraints are going to go away. I agree. Now, your contention is, okay, then why not wait until those those constraints are already gone? And that's reasonable. I understand what you're saying, but I I think that's I think that's that that's being too cautious. That that that, that maybe waiting too long. And the reason is is right now people already carry their phones with them the the vast majority of the time. I think they carry their phones with them more now than they will in the future. I think in the future that they'll carry their phones less because they'll have the watch. So right now they carry with them more all the time. Just like when the when say the iPhone came around for example, people were already used to plugging in their iPods to their computers. Like that was the way people did it. And so I think it's oh I think it's I think it was okay that the original iPhone plugged into computer just like the iPod. Similarly, I think it's okay that the watch uh, needs to have the iPhone around. The iPhone is already there. It's not like it's not like you need to like press a button to make the phone connect to the to make the watch with the iPhone before it works. Whatever. Like I, I am certain, and I will be very disappointed if it's not that it'll, it'll be totally seamless. Like when the phone when the phone's around, the the watch will use the phone for connectivity. And you won't have to do anything. It will just happen very naturally. In other words, I think the phone, the watch will fit in with people's lives as they are. And then in the long run, people, people will be able to change their behavior. It's not like the watch is demanding that people change their behavior. It's not like the watch is saying, like, if, if you would have needed the iPhone to say, okay, to use the iPhone, you now need to carry your computer everywhere. That would have been absurd because no one was carrying their computer everywhere and no one wants to do that. But in the case of the phone, it's okay because they're already carrying it everywhere. Like the fact that the watch needs the phone, yes, it's not ideal. I do think in the long run that won't be the case. But it's, I think it's a trade-off that is that is okay to make because people already have their phone with them the vast majority of the time. And what you get, what you get by coming out with it now, when you think all the other pieces are there, but for the connectivity. You think that the processor is good enough. You think the OS is there. Is you start like you start that wheel turning on the ecosystem. You start people figuring it out. Like the, the apps that came out in two thousand eight were nothing like the apps that are out today. Like it takes time for people to figure out what's ideal, what's the best sort of use case, what what works, what doesn't. And what I think what I think you have the potential is to have a nice side project where people are iterating and geeking away on it, and then in one or two or three or four years when it's fully connect con, con, connective, not only are you launching a watch that, well, look, now you can use it anywhere. Leave your, leave your phone at home. It's totally fine. But you have a fully developed ecosystem. You have also, you've figured out the use cases. You've nailed it. You figure out all the apps, all that sort of stuff. And that has the potential for something to explode in a, in a way that I think w- will be very, very meaningful, as opposed to if you waited three to four years and you launched it with the connectivity, you still have to go through the process of figuring out all the use cases, of figuring out all the apps, of figuring out the right interaction models. And and you're you're basically putting yourself behind where you would be relatively speaking. That's the trade-off. When the connectivity arrives, the watch is going to be far more polished, far more, the use case would be far more defined than it would be if they waited to launch the whole thing then. I, I I I hear the argument. I remain unconvinced. I think there are two states of the world. Yes, they wait. Or if you're carrying the phone around anyway, acknowledge that fact in the short run, 
get people used to the idea of wearing these watches, but build a device that actually makes sense for people given the fact they're already carrying the phone around in the short run. The type of exa- the the example of of the types of design decisions that they're making that reflect that they're not thinking that and make no sense is when you see all those photos on that phone. If you have a phone in your pocket, what on earth are you doing showing people photos on a watch? It was it, look it was it was a bad demo. I'm not going to excuse it, but, but but it's reflective of it's reflective of my point. It's they have made they have made half of your choice and half of my choice. And I I think either I I totally get your point about like let's start this process now. Let's figure this out. But I think the way to do that is to build a product that if we're going to ship next year, then ship a product that makes sense for next year. And the the product they are shipping next year assumes people are carrying a phone around in their pocket. So acknowledge that and build the product that, that acknowledges there's a phone already in the pocket. Don't try and don't try and force like, okay, the phone's in the pocket, but we're going to pretend to build for two or three or four or five years out. Like that's the thing that's bugging me. I understand it was a bad demo, but the, the point, if, if there is one is to show that this is a full on computer, it's not an accessory. I think they very explicitly, I now believe very explicitly did not make any assumptions in the software for the phone being there. I think it's an unfortunate reality of the limitations of technology in their mind. And they don't want to constrain their options in the long run by having started out with an assumption that they knew was going away sooner rather than later. I completely agree. I completely agree. I don't think I think they should be thinking about it as a full on a full on device instead of an accessory. And then I come back to it. My mum walks into the Apple store and she is told you can't use it without the watch. And instantly the model starts getting formed. Ah, okay. This is an accessory. It supports the phone. It doesn't work as a full on computer. This isn't the device you're talking about. Yes, it might support all that functionality in the future, but this isn't the device you're talking about that's going to displace my phone. It's something else altogether. And they should have either built that and released it next year, or they should have waited and built it when the technology supported it. And instead, they didn't either. What they did was they, first <laughs> off, does your, mom, does your mom have an iPhone? Yes. Okay, so it's not that big of a burden. And what they get in exchange for this feared mental model in James's mom is they get time. They get time to iterate. They get time to build up an app ecosystem. So that when the phone, when the watch is all the way there, it is all the way there. What you're proposing is that right now there is a big problem with the watch is it doesn't have its own cellular connectivity. That is the hole right now. When that, so when that cellular connectivity arrives, given that they've launched it quote unquote early, they will have cellular connectivity they will have a fully worked out user interface because they'll have a couple years to iterate on it. They will have a fully developed app e- ecosystem because developers had a few years to figure out what works and what doesn't. And the chances of them having a powerful articulation of why are infinitely higher than they are, than they are today because they will have had thousands, tens of thousands of people basically iterating on that exact question. When, when is developer stuff? Now, when is, now, okay. 
Go ahead. In Sorry, your, I didn't... In, your, in your proposed way to do it is they, in 2016 or 17 or whatever, they launch a watch that has, uh, that is fully there from a technical perspective and your mom has a great mental model. The problem is they haven't iterated on the interface. They haven't built up a fully developed app ecosystem and they haven't spent two years working out, working out the why. And so there is, there's a hole then instead of having a complete package in say 2017, like they are now going to have at the cost of some confusion in these intervening two years, they will have a fully complete package in 2017. In your view, they won't. When has Apple shipped a product without a Y? Well, the, the iPad. The, no, the iPad felt like it had a really big Y. It was like a media consumption device. Like I, I got that. I, I felt like that. And I mean, and, and even still, let's take that as an example. Look at what's happening to it now. No, which is, which, which is, very, which is very fair. I think that is the, um, I don't think, I think the watch's uh, market will be probably similar, similar to the iPad for that reason. That said, that's still a $250 million device size market. Sure. Um, and so, the, so one other question though, before, before, like when, when then does it, did it become the, the problem is like the, the argument that you're mounting, it kind of means that you ship as soon as you possibly can ship and you just let everyone else figure it out. Like, and I know that there are companies out there that, that do this, but again, it does like, that doesn't feel like an Apple thing to do. It's not like, it's not we just okay the the, the hardware's there mostly and we think we can get the software and let's get it out there and then let's get the ecosystem like there are other companies out there that 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 take that approach i like when has apple done that well the, the i think it, this is this is where i started out with kind of the fundamental the fundamental vision of of the future of the future of computing like if i think if you if you are unconvinced that the watch is is the future, then I think what you just articulated is is right. Then you should wait until you have a really compelling reason to do so. And if not, like focus on what on what's the right thing to do. But if you do think that is that is the future, and basically the the the, the fact of the way in which people live their lives right now means that the watches the watch's need for the phone is is not really an issue because the phone is already with you anyways you know what i mean like so basically you're saying that apple should have held up the watch when everything else was 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 ready because of this because of a limitation that's actually not in real life not that big of a deal that's not exactly what i'm saying i'm saying apple should have either decided to, to hold up and wait until it was ready and release what they released or something that's much more along those lines or released much sooner with the recognition of this limitation and then um, build a product around the recognition of the limitation and then as the technology improves, release version two and version three that, 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 that takes it in the direction that it could go. I think that's the approach that would have made most sense nope. as opposed to trying to build software out for a future state where the hardware's not there yet. I, I, I completely disagree it, it, because if you did that, the problem is all this iteration and all this app development would be in the wrong direction. 
Like, but it's no, mm. it would be because if it, once you rip out that assumption, if everything to date has been predicated on that assumption, you're basically starting from zero. And for what? To not confuse James's mom for two years. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm just saying there's there. I think there's much more of a trade off than you are acknowledging. I, I actually, in my mind, there there are only to me the real alternative is what I is what I proposed previously, which is actually have no screen to have it be a peer notification slash tracking device that yeah. is completely dependent on the phone. And I think that would be a reasonable, that that's what the iPad iPod version of this would look like. And, and I made that. I agree. Ar- I mean, again, I agree. Like that makes a lot more sense than what they did. See in your, in, in, in your view, they, in in your view, if they wait till everything was perfect. I'm not saying they wait till everything is perfect. I'm saying you, you ship a product based on, on what you're, what you're shipping and the, the design constraints that you've built around. You don't do half of it based in two years time and half of it based on now. But the, the, what's based on now is not really acknowledged. That's the point. It's like, it's like when you're, what do you mean? it's Sorry. like, it's like if you're writing a program for a computer, right? Um, if you write a program for a computer on, at least on a traditional computer, you, you assume that you can assume that memory is infinite. And basically the OS, the OS has virtual memory and regular memory, but to, to an application, it's, it's, it's if it's all there, like the, the OS abstracts that all away and, and handles what goes on. Now a big, it's kind of an outdated example because on iOS devices, it doesn't have virtual memory. So whatever. Um, but the, the idea is that the, that complexity is abstracted away so that, and that frees you up to, to act in a different way than you would if you had to worry about the complexity. When it comes to the watch, I believe that Apple purposely abstracted away whether or not there is a phone there. Because they know that in the long run there will not be a phone there, and they want the they want the stuff that's developed for the phone to operate with that assumption. Because if if they made it explicit that the phone is there and they built that into the whole thing again, as I proposed, the problem is you have to rip that all out in like in in a couple of years. It sounds like you're talking about shipping a developer product. That's what it sounds like you're talking about shipping. You're acting like they're, you're, you're so, you're so like, you're acting like Apple is asking you to carry a PC with you everywhere. Like you, you already admitted that you already carry your phone with you everywhere. Does your mom Uh carry, does your mom carry her phone with her everywhere? She does. So Apple's not actually asking anyone to change the way they live their lives. They're actually, they're enabling in the long run, you can carry your phone less. But in the meantime, no one is actually going to have to change the way they live their life to use this watch. Like it's a, it's base Apple's in some ways getting the needs the phone for connectivity for free because the phone is already there. They're not, they're not, they're not looking for any sort of consumer change, which is why I, it is a trade-off. I'm not saying this is not a problem, but I I think it's a trade-off worth making given the benefits they get to launch now as opposed to launch in two years. Sure. But the, the assumption underlying that is that I'm going to buy it and I still haven't heard a good why. Well, I mean, the, the why is this, the things like health kit, like people who want to have a watch, the notifications, the Taptic engine, all that sort of stuff. And like I said, I, I, 
I stand by my my disappointment in the fact that that wasn't articulated clearly enough. However, there are other aspects of my critique that I think were misplaced because they were with the assumption they were they were un, they were with the assumption that this was not a full computer. It couldn't be a full computer. The, the technology to be a full computer isn't here yet. And and Apple, I think, didn't want to limit the imagination what it could be. Now, like I said, we're on the same page as for the actual, like I think the presentation could have, it's a problem that you and I are arguing about this, right? Apple should have made it clearer. Um, why, why do you, so here's a different question. Why do you think they they botched the presentation? Why do you think the presentation wasn't clear? Well, if you go back and you watch the presentation again for like which, like a third time, um, and you start out with the, and so when I came at the presentation, I came out with, with the assumption that um, in the long run, the watch will be the computer, but in the short run, the technology is not there yet. If you come at it with the assumption that, you know, uh, the technology is all there and now Apple's going to announce it, actually a whole lot, mo- a whole lot of stuff makes a whole lot more sense. Like if you, it, it, it makes sense that um, not necessarily that you have five gazillion photos. Like that was just a poorly executed thing, but it makes sense that you have some photos on your watch. It makes sense that you look for a movie on your watch. In fact, because if you don't have your phone with you at all, like that, that actually works in that Siri and in that integration, whatever, it makes sense that you, you input directions because if your phone's not there, like you need to put in directions. Like what do you mean if your phone's not there? Like, are you talking about the future state? Yeah, right, exactly. And so I think I think what Apple was trying to convey, and obviously I think they did it poorly because um well I'm I'm that that's a self-serving statement, but I, I didn't get it this immediately. What I think they really wanted to convey is that this is a this is not an accessory, it's a full-on computer. But it's and, an accessory because none of those things work unless you have the phone. No, that's a limit, that's a technical limitation that will go away. That's like, no, you're talking about you're no, you're talking about. No, you're you're doing exactly what you 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 what what you've railed against in the past. Like you're oh you're I'm sure I'm, I'm so conscious of using this word now. You're over indexing <laughs> on on a feature instead of thinking about what's the essence of a product. Like the and and what and what what it's trying to do. I think at what Apple wanted to convey, and they had a hard time doing this because of this specific point, but what Apple wanted to convey is that this is not an accessory, it's a full-on computer. And that's why they that's why they they were they weren't they were I don't know if sheepish is the right word, but about like the that the phone is there for, there for connectivity. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be sheepish too. Well, but I I I, I wish they had or I wish they had taken it on more head on and like almost like imagine if if Apple had up there and said you need the phone today in the long run you won't like sure but like even that would be better well right but I mean but we but then you'd be like why not wait until then but I still don't like help me understand that question I asked why do you think they had troubles articulating like why do you think they had troubles with the presentation we just, around the watch? I, I just said it because But I I'd like distill it for me because I don't understand. Oh yeah. They wanted people to know it's a computer, full on computer, not an accessory. However, they needed to admit that it needed a phone, but because they're Apple and they don't want to tell future products, they don't want to they don't want to hurt the cells of the product in the meantime, they they couldn't say, Oh, in two years it really will be fully standalone. And the reason the reason why they didn't just wait two years is because they want the full ecosystem, especially from the app perspective, to build up around it so that so that come to 
in two years, there'll be a perfect storm. There'll be a perfect storm of a, of a watch with, with even better battery life. It will have cellular connectivity and will have a fully developed app ecosystem and all that sort of stuff. And so they'll have, they will have a perfect product in 2017 in a way that they wouldn't if they waited to launch V1 in 2017. But even that I'm not sure I buy because like the way that developers are going to think about building apps and what's going to be successful on the phone or successful on the watch given we've both acknowledged the phone is already going to be there is going to be very different in terms of what's going to be successful when the phone's not going to be there well that's- I just think this was a really bad idea and the more I t- the more I talk to you about it the more I become convinced it was just a bad idea they re- they did a demo for a product they're not shipping for two years like that's what the problem was or three years, or however long it takes. But in 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 reality, in the way people actually live their lives, that product does exist today. Like the fact it connects to my iPhone is totally invisible to me. But why ship a product for a future where you don't need the phone when you keep coming back to the fact like you need the phone on you all the time? I just, I've said it like 15 times. You well, do I, it I, so that you so that if you if you shipped a V1 in 2017, like look, you would you would have a less fully the, the, the you compare the UI of let's say iPhone one versus iPhone four. Compare the the UI changes. Compare the features that were added, features that were removed. Compare apps then and now, or apps in three G and then and now. Like people, there was a there's in any new form factor in any new thing. There's there's a, a figuring it out time, and there has been for there was on the Mac, there was on there was for the iPhone, there is on any device. It takes a little bit of time to figure out exactly the best way to use it and get the best apps and the best sort of things. And if you look at a lot of the apps that are most used today, like it's relatively static now, but a lot of them came along, weren't in 2008. They were, they were a little bit later because people figured, figured it out, figured it out what was best and what wasn't. No, I mean, I, I agree with that. I okay. agree with that statement, So, but so, like, okay, go ahead. So if that is the case that there that you why not get that figuring it out period out of the way now? Well, well because this is what Apple does. It doesn't ship products that are that are that are causing discussions and arguments like this between people who understand technology. They figure things out in the lab and they get it right. And yeah, it's not going to be 100% right, but I I don't think it's 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 like well, we even acknowledge it's not going to really be ready for two years, and we're going to make a presentation. For I don't when it's acknowledge ready. that. I acknowledge I carry my phone with me everywhere now, so the fact that it needs a phone connectivity isn't really a problem for me. Yes, except you keep talking about this magical device that doesn't require you to to carry a phone around. Except you need to carry the phone around. And I I agree with I, either of those, except they've built neither. Well, they've tried building both. I'm not sure one or the other. The iPhone is the set is the the iPhone today is people's new digital hub. It's the center of their digital existence. The iPhone when it launched was not. It needed to be docked to your computer. And that wasn't a reason to not launch the phone. S- similarly to the watch, I think in the long run it will be the center. 
But the fact the fact that it's not capable now is not a reason not to launch it because the the, the reality is my phones are like I, it, you're not asking people to make any sort of sacrifice to get full walks functionality. No, like, I know that. I think the problem is that Apple didn't make any sacrifices. Like they didn't say no to things. Like they uh they released. I mean, this is the thing. Like, is it is it a device that requires a phone? Or is it a device that does not require a phone that is the center of the digital hub? And I don't think the comparison with the iPhone to the Mac is is correct because you needed to plug the iPhone in once and you could basically not need to plug it in again and you were fine. Right, like, right. So it's completely so, so, different. So what you're saying is the it was okay because it didn't require you to change your behavior, right? No, it's okay because it did everything that it I, like. I I no, bought an no, iPhone. No. no, it's not because like it, it, it. I bought and it's not a change of behavior. It's that the fundamental difference between what they shipped in the initial version and what has subsequently been released is basically the same. It's been an extension, but it hasn't it hasn't fundamentally changed. And that's what you're that's what's going to change with the watch. It's going to fundamentally change. A requirement for using no, the device a, is going to fundamentally change. No, an implementation um, implementation detail is going to change. Like did, it's not implementation. Did, did did it doesn't work without the phone. Did, and you're with sorry. Did using a phone, even though it had a dock with a Mac, did, did that require you to change your behavior? But it's at not, all. No, just it, yes or no. But I, my, did using okay, an so iPhone? No, but no. it's not the you, right question. In fact, you were it. You had to change nothing in your behavior to use an iPhone. But right, I didn't right buy now, the iPhone right now, to replace my right computer. Now, but it did in 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 it did in, in years. It didn't day one. Like right, but why am I buying a phone day one? Like in June, talk- in June, on June thirtieth or twenty eighth, whenever it launched, two thousand seven. Did you have to change anything in your behavior to use the phone? No, it was totally additive. People don't buy products because they don't have to change their their behavior. Just, and they, Apple doesn't Apple doesn't release products for three like envisioning a future for three years and ship something that doesn't live up to that. In a year's time, that what, makes no sense. The future, the future in 2007 was that the phone was the center of your digital existence. That was not possible in 2007. Yeah, but that's not the presentation Steve Jobs gave in 2007, and that's the presentation that they gave like last week. In 2007, you did not have to need to change your behavior to use a phone. It was told all the benefits from the phone were additive. If there were any negative, it was the fact you had to charge it every night. You had to pay a ton of money for it, like stuff like stuff like that. But as far as your day to day living went, the iPhone one was totally additive. It didn't change the way you lived your life at all. It just gave you a new, a new thing. Like this is. So, no, no, so, do, do, you, do, do you dispute? Can, the, let me make the watch point instead of okay. you disputing it before I make it. Okay, go for it. Is that true? Yes or no? Uh, so restate the question for me one more time. The iPhone one did not require you to change your day-to-day behavior. It was additive. It gave you new things to do, but it didn't make it didn't make you do anything. It didn't make Correct. your life more difficult. Now, eight years later, at least for me, my life is very different. 
I do way more on my phone than, than I ever thought possible. I use my computer way less than I did then. It has fundamentally changed the way I experience computing. Like, and, and, and that's, and it's, it's fascinating to think about that, but it's almost, it's almost hard to cast my mind back to the way mm. things were before. I agree. Now, on day one, when I get that out, when I get that Apple watch, nothing about my day-to-day experience is going to change. I will have a new thing to do. That'll be my wrist. I'll get notifications. I can try out new apps, all that sort of stuff, but nothing's going to change. Why? Well, isn't it a problem that doesn't connect? Not really, because my phone's already in my pocket. It's not like I'm without my phone. Everything about the watch will be additive. Now, I I suspect in eight years later, 2023, we will look back and say, wow, things changed a big deal. My only phone is the is this six-inch monster that I that I keep in a bag. I only pull it out when I'm, you know, gonna have extended downtime. I do everything on my watch. It's the center of my existence. Mm. But we'll realize that we, we got there slowly and incrementally. And the key, th- and that's why, and and so I think that like all, all the design decisions, all the constraints are so we can get to 2023 and, and Apple made admittedly a trade-off, but I think an acceptable trade-off to to abstract away the phone part of it because they knew that's going to go away. And because they knew that it's actually not going to cause a problem for the mass for, for anyone because everyone already carries their phone with them all the freaking time. Like Mm -hmm. in day-to-day experience, carrying an Apple watch will not make my life more difficult. It will only make my life easier. I, I, so I go back to the conversation we had about me thinking in Miami airport Gosh, I wish I had a browser in my pocket. And that is exactly what the iPhone solved from version one. It allowed me to not carry a computer to be able to do all the functionality that the iPhone allows. The vision that was articulated when Tim Cook got on stage was the vision of all these wonderful things that a watch will do that will mean you don't need an iPhone Except, damn, you need an iPhone. No, th- th- I don't think that's true. I think, and again, I think this was this was unfortunate. But like, they demoed the 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 the, the mapping, like giving you directions. They they demoed the uh, controlling music across the room, the notifications. They demoed all this sort of stuff that I want right now. Like, I, I, they demoed the health kit stuff. All this is stuff that you can get today. But remember, when you were in that airport in Miami, like. I want that stuff today. That's my airport in Miami story. What you didn't know in the airport in Miami was you didn't know you wanted Instagram. You didn't know you wanted Facebook. I'm, I'm not disputing no, hear, that. Hear me out. No, I agree. But, it, but I agree. Apple, Apple could have shipped. Apple could have shipped an iPod phone that would have met your airport in Miami needs, but would not have made Instagram possible. And but they thank, did. Thank goodness they shipped something that that made Instagram possible. But the, I mean, here's the thing, though, right? They didn't. I mean, I think the reason that they shipped that was because they were they were very thoughtful and they waited until the right time to ship, and they even held back functionality until they thought that that functionality that like they were very deliberate in releasing that functionality over time to enable this to happen. And that's not the approach they've taken here. They launched it without 3G when the whole point was being an internet communicator. Like it was barely, it was barely functional on edge. And oh, but in like, and but it had Wi-Fi access. 
Yeah, but you had, I mean, like what, I mean, how do you explain to your mom that she has to have Wi-Fi access? That doesn't work everywhere. It sounds very difficult. Like what, what kind of, not, met, she's going to build a mental model of a phone that can only be used indoors. That would be awful. It's not only used indoors. It works faster when it's in, it works faster when it's on a Wi-Fi network and then it falls back on the cellular network when you're not there. Like, I think people get that. Well, I think that, I think that your mom is going to get that the, the watch is works and she's not going to be bothered that it needs a phone because her phone's always with her anyway. I mean, so I think we're going to agree to disagree on this. I don't think either of us are changing the other one's minds. Yeah, obviously. Um. <laughs> and I, I like, I'm, I'm like you, I agree with the vision you've articulated and I, I am bullish on this watch in spite of what Apple have done with it. I just think that they've, the, the lack of clarity in the presentation stems from a lack of clarity in the device. It, well, I mean, I, I, I think that they had, uh, I think that the reason why you're hung up is why it made the presentation so difficult to execute. Again, that doesn't, it, that doesn't excuse, the, excuse it, but I think I, I now have a much more, before I was like, I don't understand why this is so bad. Now, at least I think I, I can appreciate what a difficult task was in front of them. Again, I, I I just think that we're our willingness to make trade-offs just differs. I think I think I, I don't think Apple is making that much of a trade-off by for now requiring a phone because I think phones are gonna be with you anyways. And I think the the what that gives them in long-term constraints and long-term vision especially when it comes to apps and things like that is worth it. And I, I understand your point. Um, I, th- I just think with, with your approach, which to be clear was exactly what I articulated a week ago, uh, that would be constraining sooner no, rather I understand. than later. I know. And I, I understand where you're coming from as well. And it's basically whether I think that let, let me see if I can boil this down, whether the trade-off in releasing it sooner and getting developers focused on it even though uh, so i'm going to put an asterisk on this like even though the the use case is going to be different because developers developing for a device where there's a phone in your pocket versus a watch by itself is going to be slightly different but like whether getting the ecosystem started in public is better than the potential confusion that arises from saying this is a full-blown computer even though you're going to be telling people that you need a watch to use it uh, a phone to use it. Sorry. By the way, I'm curious if we do have a point of of um, agreement on this. Uh, I I now very clearly, very strongly feel that to have uh, designed the software with the assumption and to have made affordances in the software with the assumption that the phone is there would be a mistake. Um, because once the phone's not there, you have to like redesign everything, and I- and. Would would you would you agree with that or not? I, I would agree that you should choose one or the other. I, that's I mean I I, so, I th- think, so it's not like your position is they should have just waited to launch the whole thing. No, I I think they should have done one or the other. They should have d- released a product that was built for the technology and the technology constraints that are available when they're releasing the product, or they should have waited and done it for further down the line. And it feels like they've kind of mixed them up. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I guess um, I just did want to make clear because I said that last week, and I now completely disagree with that. That they should have, that they should have, like I said, very clear on the podcast that, like, well, if you need the phone, like, then use the phone, like, use that as an assumption. I think that that would have been wrong, 
And um, I can understand your point. They should have shipped it, they sh- that they shouldn't have watched it all. But I think that would be a wrong thing to do because I, I think they're they're getting the phone being present for free. Like if everything else is there, the only thing that's missing is connectivity. And yet people are carrying their phones all the time. Like why not take advantage of that? Because like if that's, that's the product, only holdup. Because it's a product that ships that's that's not consistent with the vision they've articulated. But it but it but but it's it's not consistent from a pedantic standpoint. But, it's but from not a, pedantic. From, it is because from a real world standpoint it works. But your vision of like your phone becoming your digital hub and you don't need the computer, that's compelling. And I agree with that. And that's what they tried to sell, except it's not true. It wasn't true with the original, but it, but it, it's true. It's true in real life. I mean, for, for, I, when we're, I, we're, we're going in circles, aren't we? Did, when, I think we're going in circles. When Sorry, I, go ahead. When I buy that watch if I don't change any sort of my behavior, will I be able to realize the full vision of the watch? But I think the risk is I'm not going to buy the watch because I don't like, they've confused that's, the hell out of that's like, that's okay though. Because like when, when in a couple of years, when the full vision is entirely there, they'll have the full package for you. Like, wouldn't you be happier if you, if you waited till 2017 and you had a fully developed and iterated operating system and a fully developed and iterated app ecosystem? Maybe, but it, I, I do, and maybe again, it's this is they're going to succeed in spite of it. But like, I feel like it does leave someone else an opening to come and create a much more targeted offering that 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 fills that ta- like when when people like I'm going to come back and use this terminology, and I I thought you agreed with me on this last week. When people don't have a mental model for how something works, it's actually better to be more targeted in the functionality you release on it than more broad. And I worry that it leaves an opening for someone else to come along in the meantime and absolutely nail the problem, which is ironic because I feel like that's what Apple's always done in the past. It's always been very targeted on top of a specific problem and you didn't feel that you needed to wait for all these things to start coming out in the future before it becomes valuable. Well, that's that's the reason why I think I was wrong because to create a mental model where the phone, the watch is only ever an accessory to the phone would have been worse because that would have limited the market because the, the Delta, the Delta in improvement over just carrying a phone would not have been nearly great enough to justify the watch. But do you agree that there's some risk that that's what they're doing? Absolutely. No, I've I've made very clear, like they're making a trade-off. I, I 100, I 100, I guess where I'm, I 100% see your point and what you're arguing. I'm saying that it's a trade-off worth making, especially because I think in real-life application, it's actually not going to be that big a deal. Apple's not asking anybody to change their behavior. And in exchange, they're, they're, they're dramatically increasing their long-term upside for the product. Yeah, I mean, potentially. Anyhow, so it, it's I, 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 we've gotten way over now, which is too bad because I, I wanted to... Um, I wanted to talk more about like why and how I was able to so quickly change my mind. Um, well, why, well, like y- you can edit, like, let's keep going. Why did you change your mind? Because my fundamental, like it, it goes back to our, our naked podcast. Like uh-huh. my fundamental assumption changed basically. Okay. Like, like I, I, I wanted a better pebble. 
I wanted a notifications and beautiful industrial design and a cool few new features and health fitness. Um, and I wanted a product where I think for the vast majority of the population, the delta of improvement over just carrying a smartphone would have not been nearly great enough to justify the product, at least from, from Apple's perspective. And, and all my desires and demands on how Tim Cook sort of presented the product were predicated on that. I wanted that, I wanted that product delivered and articulated and sold. And, and part of it was, I didn't think a full on computer was even possible. Like I, I always presumed it was more 2019 sort of thing. What changed, what changed for me were two assumptions. Assumption number one was, uh, that to effectively sell this product, to effectively deliver a Y it has to, it has to, you don't fix battery life by having you like the battery life will never be good enough. The, the price will never be low enough. The way you overcome stuff like that is by making every, something else just so unbelievably amazing that you'll put up with that stuff. Just like smartphones made you put up with paying a lot more money, made you put up with charging every night because the functionality was so fantastic that you put up with it. And and so and once I realized that, that to, to have a great enough delta for people to actually be willing to pay money for it, it has to do more, not less. And by more, I mean like like a smartphone does more, not like a throw everything at the wall sort of thing. And then number two, like, well, I remembered that the 64-bit was so far ahead of its time. And what if this S1 chip really is so much more capable than anyone thought really thought was possible at this point? Like, if you could build an iPhone, why would you build an iPod? And like once I realized if you could build an iPhone, why would you build an iPod? And two, to overcome all the problems with a wrist device, you need to de- deliver something incredibly much more compelling than what's on the market today. Like with that framework, suddenly all this stuff Apple did make sense. Having an SDK makes sense. Not really talking about the phone makes sense. Showing all this kind of functionality that, yeah, we better on a phone, but it's nice to have if your phone isn't there. Looking for a hotel in Miami would have been better on a computer, but it was nice you could do it on your phone when your computer wasn't there. Same thing. Looking for movies on a phone would be better, but if your phone's not there, it's nice that you can do it on your watch. I think that's what they were trying to articulate. And like I said, I think it could have been, and then part three is just, well, why was the presentation poor then? Well, thinking through that, well, they had this, they had this constraint that they decided to ignore for the watch, but they needed to acknowledge it. Like that, that kind of handicapped them from a presentation standpoint. I think it at least made it understandable. Like basically a big problem I had last week was there's so much stuff that didn't make sense. And I don't like it when my reading of a situation results in lots of stuff not making sense. To me, that suggests that my view of the situation is not complete. And in this view, so much more stuff makes sense. Like there's an explanation for lots of stuff that didn't have an explanation before, at least for me. And so that to me, it's, it's much more satisfactory. And it's funny because all the people like demanding, like sending me angry emails or tweets that actually makes, that makes it harder to change. Right. I want to, I want to fight them. I want to say, I want to, I, I don't want to give in to someone. I don't want to say that someone else is right. And I, and I was wrong. Um, but even more, I, I don't like it when I, I, I couldn't tolerate being in a place where my previous position had a ton of stuff that didn't make sense. And now I have a new idea where a lot more stuff makes sense and not having it out there. And I don't know, I worry that it makes me look like you or whatever, but like, I just, I, I changed some fundamental assumptions and I, I mean, I don't I think here. there's anything wrong with changing your mind. I think it's, 
it's a sign of intelligence in general. Like it's a sign of being open-minded and intelligent. I, I think it's to be commended. Well, I, look, I look a little flaky. No, <laughs> no. Like, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't read you come out with something like that and think you're, you're a flaky. I think you've gone away and thought about it. Um, like that's not the impression I got at all. All right. Well, um, I will continue working on you offline um, <laughs> so that you can look as intelligent as I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, this got a little heated, but you know what? Like, I, I like it when it gets like this. And I'll just let me say, I don't know if it's all going to get edited out, but if I did interrupt you, and uh, I'm sorry, I it just get passionate about these things. No, you know? me, me too. And, and I, get, it, I get frustrated when I can't convince someone. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll probably a little bit be edited out um, where I, you know, where you cussed me out and said terrible. Things. <laughs> well, I will talk to you soon. Okay, mate. Cheers. Later.